Got it. Got it. All right, we made it. We we all hopefully hit record at the same time. This will be our first test. Got I it. Think, I think we got it. Yeah. <laughs> you said got it a little bit late, Robbie. I'm getting <laughs> nervous now. Make sure we get it all. Which makes up. me under. Which makes me think of uh, a store. A store from many years ago. When you say got it, remember Sam Goody, the Who's old Sam like Goody? music store. Yeah, in the uh, mall. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. when we used to Sam go to Sam Goody malls. got it. Yeah, Goody got it. That's a stretch. Well, I mean, back then things were really, really how old, advancing. How old are you, Robbie? Back <laughs> then, my word. <laughs> Wow, I mean, uh, when I mean, even before that, remember when they created this thing called fire through sticks? <laughs> Back when wolves were not man's best friend. All right, well, we just blew through a minute of uselessness. Maybe this is why we it takes us so long to get a podcast up and running. Yes, we're uh, hopefully we have somebody to edit all of this. Yes, edit it out, clean it up, make us make us sound good. Make it sound professional, like we know what we're talking about. You're listening to No U-Turn, a podcast about the exciting changes in transportation and the technology that is playing a key role in leading us into the future. There will be some detours along the way, but there's no turning back. And now to your hosts, Basil Yap, Chris Fernando, and Robbie Singh. All right, so what's this podcast going to be about, guys? I don't know. I've heard so many podcasts over the past two years that are some good. Some are, you know, after five minutes, I'm kind of tired of it. And it's just too technical in some cases. Yeah? Well, yeah. all right, we're going to talk about transportation. Or are we going to talk about life, culture? <clears throat> Geography. Well, I think if we talked about life and culture, philosophy, be one episode. <laughs> I think we're going to talk about all. We should talk about all of that in the context of transportation. Oh, and technology. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Well, transportation is driven by technology because yeah, we I ain't mean, using horses anymore. Well, it depends which which country you're talking about, That's or which, true. which part of the United States you're talking about. I mean, transformation or transportation, I should say, and technology are basically it's the only T and T that's non-alcoholic. In my <laughs> <laughs> nice, good one, Mrs. Singh. Good one. Oh man. So right. I don't know. We have all these people out there that are awesome industry colleagues starting these podcasts right pretty amazing yeah. stuff pretty yeah. cool too i think at times and it's just like okay let's not just join the crowd and do the same thing what can we do that's fun like the three of us have so many fun discussions and just you know shoot the breeze yeah. about a lot of fun things that are happening out Every, there yeah. and even challenging things but everyone loves a story i mean we tell stories all the time we're just constantly telling stories well, I think we that's... don't want to tell some of the stories. But... Well, <laughs> that's what we got an editor. Or what's the official name? I, I, I like the storytelling. Yeah. I mean, we tell stories to each other. We want to share it more broadly. But I, I seriously think some of the podcasts you were referring to, Ravi, are like from older, more experienced veterans in the business. Um, 
I feel like don't we, date me. We're, we're a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're like the bridge, right? I mean, we're we're in the kind of the middle of the pack, maybe. Yeah, pretty good bridge between the the older group and the up and coming youngsters. So so I think we we have some interesting, funny stories, good experience that people want to hear about. Yeah, I think we've been fortunate too, all to be involved in some really exciting things over the last five years. I mean, a lot has happened in, especially in aviation over the last five years. I mean, shoot, a lot's happened in the last five months in aviation, unfortunately, but right. I think we got a lot to, yeah, a lot to share. I mean, a lot's happened in the last seven months of my life. So, I mean, <laughs> but let's not go with that. That's a separate podcast. <laughs> yeah. What is that podcast name? Yet to be to be determined. Yeah, well, that's actually where we are right now. As we are, well, we we picked a name. So, what what was the name we picked again? No U turn. No U turn. That's right. Why? Cool. Why no U turn? I don't. Did you pick it, or was this one when it. we put all these in the hat and we just yeah? Pulled that no, one out? this is that. That was one that that rose to the top. Uh, I th- well, I think the, the smartest people in the room picked it. Our wives. That's right. Actually, they're not in the room. Yeah. They're not in the room. Yeah. Let's make a note. Uh, we need to credit them in our credits at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Now, don't give them credit. I mean, we could. <laughs> we have to continue this mansplaining somehow. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so no U-turn. So we're not going back. We're moving forward we're into the gonna... future. That's right. Yeah. How many times have all of us dealt with? Folks, you know, uh, sometimes with best interest in mind, some, you know, sometimes, you know, where they're not wanting to go forward, not looking ahead, what's coming, accept it, you know, in terms of technology, innovation, we all deal with that on a daily basis. And then we're trying to figure out ways of, you know, helping them embrace that change, embrace the future that's coming no matter what. Yeah, when something works... Right. When something works, it's like, why do we change? Why, you know, why do we need to improve or change? So that's a good point. I mean, when something works, it becomes kind of quote unquote tradition. And then breaking tradition is a, is a no, no. Right. In most industries, we've heard, you know, our good friend Greg talk about that when it comes to airports and, and kind of the traditional ways of doing things. And I think to 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 your previous point feel like our job is to challenge some of that, break down some of those barriers, and hopefully help these guys and gals uh, embrace them. Is that your dog? Is that the dog in the background with the play toy there, Chris? Yep, that was the dog in the background. (laughs) And that's one thing that hasn't changed, dog toys. I mean, always, (laughs) pretty much. If you try to advance dog toys, it definitely gets pushed back by the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they just want the squeaky toy but i do i want the skeptics i want the pushback because you know the square wheel just didn't work you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it, it is good i mean it is good to have you know skeptics but to 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 drive uh, your thought and get better not to hold you back you know and i feel like yeah. our industry globally has been held back because of tradition and we're seeing it change we're seeing it slowly change with covid and other things so i'm excited i'm pumped yeah i think some of that pushback too is dollar signs right 
we're in this yeah. for a business. Sure, absolutely in this for, for a business. Some of us are in it for actually seeing some change and pushing ahead. But those folks that are dependent on that dollar coming in to actually feed other people, to actually pay other people, you know, definitely fall into the, the skeptic category, right? Because it impacts them, bigger risk. So it's, it's exciting to kind of be a part of that discussion and help them, you know, embrace it again, like understand and feel comfortable with that change that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. True. I think, but, you know, another part of skeptic, skepticism is, well, maybe it's not skepticism, but it's, it's mass it's, skepticism. It's, it's skepticism, my friend. <laughs> this is a classic North Carolina education right here. <laughs> Ouch. Not to single out anybody from the South. <laughs> I'm glad I went to school in Florida then. Well, that was even further South, so <laughs> we know how this works. Yeah. Well, I did, go, I did go to Elon University. Ooh. Uh, Thank you. Plug. Now, where's that at again? That's in Burlington, North Carolina. <laughs> Beautiful Burlington, the metropolis of Burlington. All right, back to back to my point, uh, if it is a point. But I think another hurdle is folks falling back on safety, right? So anytime there's innovation, especially in aviation, sometimes there's a risk to associating or to integrating a new technology. And so we I've seen this time and time again is we try to integrate something or start something new. It's like, no, we can do it safer this way, so we're not going to do it at all. And so then when we try to incorporate, a classic example, try to fly drones in the in the airspace, and there just seems to be a lot of pushback unless we can do it with absolute zero risk. But right. we didn't build transportation on zero risk, right? Right. I and mean, there was risk involved. <clears throat> and there's a lot of lost lives and blood rules, blood laws. And I yeah, think I mean, uh, we've come a long way. I mean, we don't need that level of risk to to integrate these technologies safely. Yeah, I mean, if you think back to the Wright brothers, the amount of risk that they took on, you know, it was taken in part to make sure we're not taking the same level of risk, right? Um, to a degree. But uh, when they took that level of risk, it got us to this to where we're at today, hopefully. High risk, high reward type of deal. Well, I mean, it wasn't too terribly risky out on the Outer Banks, right? It's just nothing but sand. So. <laughs> <laughs> like hey, I actually <laughs> rode. I rode those hot hand gliders on top of the dunes with my daughter and my wife, and I crashed. And yeah, you got sandburn. And I, I, I got sandburn and sunburn at the same oh. time. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, but, they but, never got sunburn because they was wearing top hats. Back then, you had like yeah. a full suit. They're out there like <laughs> that, that was pretty there. amazing. <laughs> so you went out to Kitty Hawk to like the Outer Banks and did what hang gliding lessons or how'd you? We this was like about five years ago. We hung out in Outer Banks. We stayed in um, near Cape Hatteras. We drove up and then found the dunes that had an amazing uh, hang gliding course. Yeah, and they took Jockey's down the top Ridge, of the dunes. Right? Jockey's Ridge, yeah, exactly. I have the same. I have like three T-shirts, and they're all the same color. I see a trend here. So you just you're a T-shirt guy. I'm a T-shirt guy. And then we went up there. My daughter did an amazing job. We have video of it. It was awesome. We have pictures of it on our wall. And then my wife goes, awesome job, all five foot of her. And <laughs> then I go, and what do you know? Boom, crash. And I break the hang glider. 
Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, did you have to like yeah. take a security deposit or a insurance deposit out. No, nah, it wasn't my money. It was like, hey, you know what? Talking to risk, they assumed the risk of trusting me on their hang glider. <laughs> so we got it on another one, and I actually went, and it was successful, and it was a pretty cool experience because I'm thinking back to the Wright brothers, like, wow, what did they think? Because they were going so much higher than I was, you know, because they have ropes tied to the hang gliders, so you're not going to fly away. Oh, come on, that's not, okay, well, you know what, for a while there, you were like, right, I was like, wow, this is impressive. Well, the coolest factor was already, the coolest factor was already pretty low, so it's probably going to be lower than that now, I I mentioned ropes. (laughs) Well, so, I'll tell you a story about, uh, it reminds me of, um, so when I, right out of high school, I got a job at an airport, I was filling up planes, I was working the line, it's called the line crew, uh, in Frederick, Maryland, Frederick County, home of AOPA. Um, anyways, I was there filling up planes and somebody found an old World War II parachute that like the pilots would wear. I don't know if it was a reserve chute or if it was their main chute. And so me and another guy that were also worked there got this bright idea that we would go get a rope and he took his Jeep out in between the runways and decided he was going to pull me around and it would be like paragliding except we're on grass and it's a round parachute and he's pulling me in a jeep wrangler and uh, but it worked i got up probably maybe 10 feet off up in the air and then the parachute twisted and then just slammed me right into the ground Oof. ouch and uh, in retrospect, I can only imagine the airport tenants being like, you know, taxing their aircraft. Like, who? what are these guys doing anyways? These are the guys that are filling my plane up and pulling my multi-million dollar plane out of the hangar every morning. But... Did you guys get in trouble? We didn't, no. Although, they did lay everyone off shortly after that, so. <laughs> Well, let's be real. Was it a multi-million dollar plane or was it only a couple hundred thousand dollars? Well, the planes we were pulling out were definitely a couple million dollars mm. we were just lying it's interesting um you know you pull those things out you'd have to like dump the lav it was an interesting life you know right out of high school i just was excited i loved aviation i just want to be on the airport so that job was i i love that job in fact i started my first day it's not funny my first day was supposed to be september 11 2001 Ooh. and oh. um they're like, yeah, I didn't. I was supposed to start in the afternoon. Obviously, didn't go in. Didn't start for a couple of weeks, but I d- did end up working there for a while. Yeah, that's crazy. Not, not as good. Not, not as uh, not the same story from Jockey's Ridge, but anyways, young stupidity. That is well. Sounds like you were into aviation way in, way early. <laughs> yeah. How about you guys? I mean, uh, we're all in aviation now, right? That's like how early was it for you guys? Yeah, I didn't have a choice. I was born into a <laughs> family of aviation on both sides. Grandparents, uncles, cousins, they all flew. So, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Kind of listened to all my granddad's stories about his flying experiences in in Europe, in India, Sri Lanka. And, uh, yeah, and, and I think... Who did he fly for? He uh, flew for the Royal Air Force, um, and then he flew for uh, India, Indian, the Indian Airline. He was a chief pilot there, and then um, the Sri Lankan government recruited him to start the airline in, in Sri Lanka. 
So, yeah, but you have you have a ton of history on your side of the family, yeah, right? Some pretty yeah. big firsts, some pretty historic firsts, I think, right? It is a, it is a great story to tell, but growing up in that environment was definitely <laughs> daunting. You had a lot of like a lot of eyes on you, so uh, it was not the most pleasant experience. But I still loved aviation and anything that flew and wanted to be my granddad. So. I became a pilot because of him, and I got tattoos because of him. So, you know. I mean, I can't imagine how many bags of snacks you got for free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Between him and my dad. My dad worked for Unilever, so we used to get, like, free soap and shampoo and toothpaste. I was like, okay, this is not a bad game. Hey, that's the life. Exactly. I mean, here's my link is really I met my wife on a plane, which is, Ah, you know. Ah. The old U.S. Airways story that many people have heard that know me. But, you know, we'll save that story for a later podcast. Were you seated next to each other? We were seated next to each other, and it wasn't by choice. So we'll leave it there. Twelve years later, we're still together. We'll have to do, like, one episode on how we got, like, into this career field. Because it is an interesting story for each of us, I think. Yep. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well... It sounds like we have some plan here for this podcast. I, I don't we, know. We, we gotta, we, I, think I think we do. We, we're, we're, are we planners? I think we are planners to a certain <laughs> extent, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes I feel like I find ourselves flying off the seat of our pants. So. Yeah. I think so. Is this what they call a teaser? This is a teaser. This is a teaser. Oh, mm. You know? Mm. Mm. All right. Well, that's enough then, probably. How long is a teaser supposed to be anyways? Well, it depends on who you... Well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> and with that, roll the outro. Thank you for listening to No U-Turn, hosted by Chris Fernando, Robbie Singh, and me, Basil Yap. The intro music was by Ulas Pecan, and the outro music by Oliver Liu. Mixing was by Abby Joyner. Artwork by Terry Ann at On Point Design. This is our teaser, so if you liked it, please share and leave us a review. In the future, you can find this and our other episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at knowyouturn underscore podcast. And look us up on LinkedIn. Until next time, keep it on the center line.